to Blue Notes On Air. Join us as we chat with experts, analysts and commentators from the Asian region about business, culture and economics. When I was a kid, I played tennis and I looked up to a guy called Pat Rafter. I had this like epiphany where I go, man, I can actually never be Pat Rafter hmm. because I can't run. And, you know, for the first time ever, or like, you know, in particular during the tennis, when I turned on the TV, I saw someone like me, even though it happened, to be me. Today, Australian Open and Paralympics champion Dylan Alcott talks to a range of experts, including Carly Finlay, Katia Malakwis and Graham Innes about the importance of inclusive advertising. We hope you enjoy the discussion. It feels good to get on top of your game and your money. Hi, my name is Dylan Alcott. You may have seen my face a lot this summer while I competed in and won my fourth consecutive Australian Open title. You may have also seen me and maybe got a little bit sick of me in my ANZ advertising campaign talking about me being on top of my game. This was a real proud moment for me because, I mean, to have a massive brand like ANZ put at the front of their brand someone with a disability, it meant a lot to me and a lot of people within our community. Today, we'll be talking to a range of prospective voices in the area of disability and inclusion and about why it's so important for organisations to be diverse in their advertising. We are living really varied, full lives. We are in society, in the economy, participating in the economy. Carly Finlay is a writer, speaker and disability activist with a huge following both off and online. A bigger following than me, actually. Here's what she had to say. I think there's so much shame that comes with having a disability, particularly for parents and for them to see people like Dylan and I embracing disability and also really embracing life as a whole. When I was a little kid, I used to say to my parents, like I remember vividly asking them why I never see anybody like me on TV. Mm. And when I was a kid, I played tennis and I looked up to a guy called Pat Rafter. Mm -hmm. He was my favourite tennis player. And I remember sitting there one day, had this like epiphany where I go, man, I can actually never be Pat Rafter. Because I can't run. And then I thought, who can I be? And I didn't know anybody with a disability. Like literally, I was the only person at my school. I didn't really, I knew a couple of kids when I was in hospital that I'd lost contact with. Mm. And, you know, for the first time ever, or like, you know, in particular during the tennis, when I turned on the TV, I saw someone like me, even though it happened to be me. It really came out of that, just my own sort of desire to to disrupt that, that bubble. The voice you just heard from was Katia Malakwis, a proud mum and strong voice by diverse casting practices, particularly with children. When it comes to disability, particularly, there is a history, a long history of, of, of uh, exclusion, of people being kept out of sight and, and people being institutionalised and being denied participation. So the word inclusion has strong and particular relevance um, within, um, you know, I guess the, the struggle for, for the rights of people with disability. So in that sense, it's also about just trying to disrupt that thinking that still exists in our society very significantly, which is this expectation that people with disability are somewhere else, you know, special people in special places. Inclusive advertising, it's, it's different. It's really about uh, representing um, disabled people um, inclusively and and sort of incidentally, and so in that sense, you know, Dylan was just a customer um, going into you know uh, um, a cafe or a bank and and uh, and just using the products like everyone else, and he was still demonstrating the accessibility features of those products, which was important. 
you are and your staff and your clients are a snapshot of the community. Agree? Mm. No matter what your target market mm-hmm. is. And 20% of that snapshot has a disability. It's not embarrassing to say, oh, we did it because it was a good business decision. We didn't do it just to make Dylan feel good. It was a good business decision to do it. And mm. that's what all organisations should be saying. Mm. You can mm. make profit, but as a byproduct of that, you're also doing the right thing. And as a byproduct of that, you make people with disability more independent, help them get out, live their lives, see things that they want to see, shop, bank, travel, do all these things. And I think it's important for people to realise that. I'm a lot into fashion and when I post things on Instagram about what I'm wearing, people say, I saw you wearing that, I went out and bought that, which is great. But then when I've spoken to designers and, um, you know, store owners and and agencies, they say, oh, we don't need, we don't know where to start to look for disability, disabled representation. And I'll say, well, aren't you looking on Instagram? That That's where we are. We're, we're posting what we're wearing. We're posting what we're buying. Like, just look. And if you're not seeing us, you're not looking hard enough. Yeah, and the best thing is they go, oh we tried to find someone in a wheelchair for an ad and but oh we couldn't find anyone so we just got a wheelchair and put an able-bodied person in it and i just want to punch on when i hear that it's like what you didn't look very hard because considering there's 4.5 million australians with a disability mm-hmm. turn it up that you couldn't find any and and that that's why it it's, was frustrating in the past but you know it it's a start, but, you know, mm. like starting with um, Julius, you know, having people with Down syndrome in those ads mm. for Kmart and other brands. It's awesome. Like I saw it on a bus station and I was like, I was so pumped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that little kid or that little kid's friends would see that and go, oh, we're not going to bully that kid at school because he's in the bloody commercial. Mm. I'm not in a commercial. Mm-hmm. The great thing about Dylan is you just see past the wheelchair. You know, it's just about him as a personality, whether he's in the wheelchair or not. He is magnetic, he's got a great story and he really just stands for everything we want our brand to be associated with. That was ANZ CEO Shane Elliott talking about my role in the campaign. Visibility is so important because so much of the media we see around disability is the tragic, yeah, the sure. um, pitiful narrative. Every time I see a person with ichthyosis, my skin condition in the media, it's awful. And I commented the other day, the only time I ever see good media written about ichthyosis is when I do it myself. I think it's really great with social media to for people, for disabled people to lead the way in how we want to be represented because so much of the time it's made by um, non-disabled people. And while ANZ is great and they're employing, you know, more disabled people and other companies are, it's really important that we also lead the way with how we want to be seen and yeah. we can really shape that. And when I see other people doing stuff on, you know, different TV shows, I'm like, this is amazing, this representation is finally happening. We cannot be what we cannot see and society is representative of the whole of society, not just people with disabilities. But if we're not seeing role models of people with disabilities in society, then... Um, then people don't imagine or consider people with disabilities in particular roles. Former Australian Disability Discrimination Commissioner Graeme Innes there. He's currently chairperson of the Attitude Foundation, a group who have this issue close to their heart. People with disabilities uh, don't want to be... I mean, we are pictured uh, in, in two ways, either as heroes, amazing people who've overcome these incredible challenges or as victims people who as a result of our disability won't be able to participate and contribute where really we just want to be um, agents of our own destiny uh, getting on with our lives uh, uh, you know getting a home loans uh, uh, using a, a bank um, overdraft to, to uh, build a business doing all the things that everyone else in the community does when you start um, uh, ensuring that your ads 
are inclusive of people with disability, represents them as community members, as customers, you are then putting out a message of who you perceive to be those customers and who you value as customers. And I think it really does um, sort of alert others to perhaps maybe a deficit in their own thinking. And look, I think from a corporate perspective, there are um, opportunities because people with disability have been overlooked quite significantly, both in terms of products and and being, you know, creating products that actually um, serve um, that, that very significant group. So we're talking about one in five Australians. We're talking about a global market that is equivalent to China the market of people with disability, and that's not even um, counting, you know, people who have got um, strong connections with, uh, with with disabled people like family members, etc. So, you know, there, there is a lot of good business strategy that also aligns with being more inclusive. Most people are limited by what I describe as the soft bigotry of low expectations. So if you, if you set the, the expectations bar low, most people won't rise above that bar. So what we need to do is raise the expectations bar so that um, so that people with disabilities think, yes, I can go out and um, do all the stuff that uh, Dylan Alcott or um, uh, Graham Innes uh, or, or other people with disabilities are doing. I am able to do that. There's an example uh, of doing that. But companies in their representation of people with disabilities and governments uh, in, in representation, in advertising, uh, can make a big difference to that by actually uh, role modelling those people and showing examples of, of people doing it. I think within companies themselves, I think there is a need to understand um, inclusive advertising, not only just as a, a, an issue, a, a matter for marketing, but it's also part of building trust within the company about um, you know its own sort of uh, inclusion and diversity um, sort of position and approaches. And so it does present an opportunity to, so marketing speaking, not only to customers, but also to people who work for you, um, that, that actually sort of represents that you value and recognise, um, you know, uh, people with disability. If I hear one more person say, even like the places that I've worked on in media and that they go, oh, yeah, diversity, race, religion, gender, sexual orientation, full stop. I'm like, Mm-mm. what's the biggest one out of all of them? You're not even saying it. It's disability. Because you know I mean? they're or uncomfortable well. with the word. Yeah. And yeah. you're 90% likely to develop a disability into old age. Correct. Exactly. It's going to affect everyone. Accessibility. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would you not talk about that? So let's mm-hmm. make it sexy and fun and hot and humorous and emotional and get rid of the Zimmer frame, dusty 1970s approach and get with the new age and give it a crack because it'll work. That's all we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed hearing everyone's thoughts. I know I did. My name is Dylan Alcott and you've been listening to Blue Notes On Air. Thank you for listening to Blue Notes On Air. Blue Notes On Air was produced by the Blue Notes editorial team with music by Kevin McLeod.